With that top 10 hit single serving as the opening track for this episode, I welcome you to the I Am Vinyl podcast. My name is Pete LaRussa, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in here at cnjradio.com or if you're a subscriber via Apple Podcasts. And today's episode is another random set of 25 songs, the April 2020 edition, which will consist of recent spins and some newly acquired vinyl since the last random set of 25 songs back on February 17th, 2020, and will be packed with more familiar hits, and I'd say some of the most variety of any random set of 25 songs I've ever put together to date on this podcast, thanks to the most recent spins and newly acquired vinyl since the last random set of 25 songs was put together. Since that random set of 25 songs was released back in February, my brother and I paid a visit once again to Princeton Record Exchange on February 29th, and I picked up a total of 31 records, mostly used picks ranging from a dollar to $22.99 and a few sealed titles. I obviously won't be playing a track from every single pick, but this episode will mostly consist of records that I picked up on that day while my brother and I visited one of our favorite record stores of all time. I'll begin playing the tracks I've selected from my Princeton Record Exchange Hall after some other random and recent spins and some other newly acquired vinyl. As you heard at the top of the show, I began today's set with Gary Newman and his top 10 hit single, Cars, from the album The Pleasure Principle, which was originally released on September 7, 1979, while the single itself for Cars would be released a few weeks prior on August 21st, 1979. The song would go on to peak at number 9 on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. I still remember the first time I ever heard Cars. It was actually in my parents' car when I was around 4 or 5 years old while we were heading back home from our grandparents' house. This track was taken from my 180-gram vinyl reissue that I picked up at Generation Records here in New York City back in 2018, which was released on October 15, 2015, and is a pressing I highly recommend for anyone looking for this album or may want to upgrade from an older copy. So let's move on immediately to track number two, as we've got over two hours of music left to go on this episode. And next up is a favorite song of mine from Faith No More's second album, recorded and released with Mike Patton fronting the band, which I spun in recent months since the last random 25-song episode. The album is Angel Dust, which was originally released on June 8, 1992. And I can still vividly recall working my first summer job ever, which was at a local amusement park which used to be called Nellie Bly for many years, which should be familiar to my fellow Brooklyn brethren listening right now, and is now called the Adventurer's Amusement Park these days. Anyway, I received my little brown envelope of cash for pay for the previous week of work, and as soon as my shift was over, I headed down to one of the closest record stores nearby, which was called Music Stop, and has since closed years ago, and I picked up my original copy on CD, along with the Black Crow's second album and newest release at the time, The Southern Harmony and Musical Companion. So needless to say, whenever I listen to this album these days, I immediately think of that job at that amusement park. With that personal note of history having been said, taken from my Music on Vinyl 2LP 180 gram reissue, 
which was released on June 24th, 2013, and contains their cover of the Commodore's Easy as a hidden track at the end of the second LP. Here's the third single officially released from the album at the time on August 3rd, 1992, which as I mentioned is a favorite song of mine on the album and by Faith No More overall. And the song is called A Small Victory.
That was Faith No More with A Small Victory from the album Angel Dust. As we'll move forward from an older release from almost 30 years ago to the latest studio album from Ozzy Osbourne entitled Ordinary Man, which was released on February 21st, 2020. I decided to take a walk from my job on my break to the closest Best Buy, which I'd purchased many CDs from over the last decade or so, and picked up one of only two copies of the exclusive black, white, and gray marbled vinyl edition they had in stock after reserving it for pickup online first. While I wouldn't say this new album is a future classic in the making, I think the album is a fairly solid two-and-a-half to three-star effort overall. The track I've chosen to play is the title track, which sees Elton John making a guest appearance and collaboration on the album, which definitely reminds me of some of the work I could hear on Elton John's classic double album, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, especially with the background vocal harmonies present throughout the track, which in turn make this a standout track for me on the album. With all of that in mind, here is the title track from the latest album by Ozzy Osbourne, and the song is called Ordinary Man.
That was Ozzy Osbourne along with Elton John and the title track of his latest album, Ordinary Man. As next up, it's time to feature the first brand new album in seven years from Pearl Jam entitled Gigaton, which was released a little over a month ago on March 27th, 2020. As far as this new album goes, I think it's a highly solid three-star plus effort, and they clearly didn't disappoint their fan base after a seven-year wait since their last album, Lightning Bolt, was released in 2013. The track I've chosen to play is my current favorite track among a few on the album, and the song is called Never Destination.
That was Pearl Jam with Never Destination from their latest album, Gigaton. As it's now time once again for a few newly acquired reissues, courtesy of Music on Vinyl, which were released back in late February 2020. The first one up is the debut album from Living Color, entitled Vivid, which was originally released on May 3rd, 1988, and would go on to peak at number 6 on the Billboard Top 200 Albums chart. This latest edition, released by Music on Vinyl on February 21st, 2020, is a limited and numbered edition, number 221 of 1,000 copies and pressed on a 180-gram translucent pink vinyl. However, in this instance, I've created an A-B comparison, as eight days after its release, and after I'd pre-ordered my copy, my brother Vincent and I would visit Princeton Record Exchange, as I mentioned during the introduction of this show. As we typically do whenever we visit this store together, if we see any albums either of us may be interested in, we hand them over to each other. My brother would find an original first pressing of Vivid, still in its original shrink wrap, and with the original hype sticker on the album cover for $14.99, which I quickly added to my pile of choices for the day, as I wanted an original copy still in the shrink and containing the hype sticker ever since I saw my brother's copy of it years ago, and to replace my older and somewhat beat-up copy. So what I've done is I've created an A-B master file for one track to showcase how each pressing sounds in comparison. Starting with the original first pressing, and then shifting over to the latest Music on Vinyl 180-gram translucent pink vinyl pressing, and that theme will continue throughout the entire song. The track I've chosen to play is easily the most highly familiar track on the album, and of their entire career, as I thought for an A-B comparison such as this, it's best to use a highly familiar track to many long-standing fans such as myself, and even those casual fans who may only know this song and a few others by Living Color. So sit back, have a listen, and see if you can hear the differences throughout the track. And if you haven't guessed by now which track is set to spin, here is the I Am Vinyl A-B comparison of the album opener from Vivid, which would go on to peak at number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart, and in which its video received heavy airplay on MTV, and getting me into the band in the first place. And the song is called Cult of Personality. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
the cult of personality. The cult of personality. The cult of personality. Can you hear the differences in each pressing like I did? 
That was Living Color with Cult of Personality, an A-B comparison and combination of the first original U.S. pressing and the latest music on vinyl reissue on a 180-gram translucent pink vinyl of their debut album, Vivid. And next up is another Epic Records reissue released by Music on Vinyl on February 21st, 2020, along with the 180-gram translucent pink vinyl edition of Living Colors, Vivid. This time on a limited and numbered edition, number 310 of 1000, on a 180-gram translucent red vinyl. And it's an album which I featured before on another random set of 25 songs, the October 2019 edition, when I played a track from the original 180-gram black vinyl reissue by Music on Vinyl, released on July 22, 2013. It's the fourth studio album and the only album released on Epic Records by Metal Church, which is entitled The Human Factor, which was originally released on March 26, 1991. On episode 7, I played the first single and video from the album entitled Date With Poverty. On this episode, I'm going to play my favorite album-only track, which contains one of my favorite guitar riff sections on any Metal Church album, towards the middle of the track, and then closing it out as the song fades away. And the song is called The Final Word. It's on me! 
Metal Church with the final word from the album The Human Factor. As it's time to move on from two recent reissues by Music on Vinyl to one of the latest reissues by Run Out Groove, and it's album number six by Brooklyn, New York's very own Typo Negative, which is entitled World Coming Down and was originally released on September 21st, 1999 and reissued by Runout Groove on March 20th, 2020 on a 2LP, 180-gram green and black vinyl in a gatefold album cover with a poster included and is limited to a one-time-only pressing of 7,500 copies. As with the Runout Groove pressing of their third album, Bloody Kisses, released on a 3LP, 180-gram green and black vinyl set, on Black Friday Record Store Day, 
on November 23, 2018, this 20th anniversary edition of World Coming Down is very well packaged and sounds incredible all the way through. To showcase this latest typo-negative pressing by Runout Groove, the track I've chosen to play is the album Closer, and it's their homage to the Beatles in the form of a medley, which is based around one of their biggest hits of 1965. It's one of my favorite songs of the early Beatles catalog of singles, and the song is called Day Tripper. Day Tripper!
Typo Negative with Day Tripper, along with a medley of classics by the Beatles from the album World Coming Down. As now it's time to head into the pile of new and used albums recently picked up at Princeton Record Exchange in New Jersey when my brother Vincent and I paid a visit on February 29th, 2020. And first up is another one of those albums that my brother handed to me while looking in a bin next to me. The band is ACDC, and the album is Who Made Who, 
which was originally released on May 24, 1986, and would serve as the official soundtrack to Stephen King's movie, Maximum Overdrive. A very nice used copy for only $6.99 to add to my vinyl collection. This would be the first record out of my picks of the day that I'd end up spinning. The track I'm going to play was originally released as a single on their last studio album released a little under a year earlier on June 28, 1985, entitled Fly on the Wall. And it contains one of my favorite opening guitar riffs on an ACDC album, which repeats itself as the song progresses. And the song is called Sink the Pink.
That was ACDC with Sink the Pink from the album Who Made Who? And next up is one of many used titles I picked up on this day at Princeton Record Exchange for only a dollar. It's the first of a few greatest hits compilations I'd pick up for a dollar or a little more on this day, and it's a best of compilation originally released by Wings on November 22, 1978, which is entitled Wings Greatest, which also happened to have the original poster still tucked inside the album cover. As I mentioned when I first spun and posted this album on the I Am Vinyl podcast Facebook page, this album will always remind me of being a kid in the backseat of my parents' car in the early 80s, heading to one of our relatives' houses and inevitably finding ourselves in traffic 99% of the time, while my father would be playing his original and very worn-out cassette copy. The track I've chosen to play is one that always stuck out to me at that time, and it's the theme song for the James Bond movie of the same title from 1973. And going back to episode 16 of this podcast, it was also covered by Guns N' Roses on Use Your Illusion 1. And the song is called Live and Let Die. When you were young and your heart was an open book You used to say ever-changing world in which we live in makes you give in and cry say live and let die
That was Wings with Live and Let Die from the album Wings Greatest. And next up is going to be one of the few non-used titles I picked up. And it's the first album by Deep Purple to feature David Coverdale on lead vocals and Glenn Hughes on bass and vocals. The album is called Burn, which was originally released on February 15, 1974, and was reissued by Rhino Records on October 11, 2019, as part of their special Rocktober reissues on a translucent purple vinyl, which is limited to 2,600 copies pressed. I also picked up the Rocktober translucent purple vinyl edition of Come Taste the Band as a part of the few non-used titles I picked up, which I'll feature a track from on this podcast someday. But for now, taken from the Rocktober translucent purple vinyl edition of Burn, here's the title track which opens up the album, and the song is called Burn.
That was Deep Purple with the title track from the album Burn. As next up is an album from 12 years later that my brother found in one of the used bins he was looking in and handed it to me. Which also happens to feature Glenn Hughes as he handles the lead vocals on this particular album. It's an album which was originally intended to be the first solo album by Black Sabbath guitarist Tony Iommi. However, Warner Brothers Records, along with manager Don Arden, insisted that the album be released as a new Black Sabbath album. Originally released on January 28, 1986, the album would be entitled Seventh Star under the banner of Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi. The album would go on to peak at number 78 on the Billboard Top 200 Albums chart. Of interest to fans of Kiss and Anthrax, the album features Eric Singer on drums and Dave Spitz on bass, the older brother of Anthrax lead guitarist Dan Spitz. I'd previously heard on other podcast shows such as Cobras and Fire how overlooked this album was due to the circumstances, and I have to say I agree that this album can be easily overlooked because of the background history and it being billed as Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi. From the opening double bass drum laden track, In For The Kill, through the rest of the album, I found it to be a great listen that I can see myself revisiting from time to time. This $6.99 used vinyl press that I picked up was in nice shape and sounded great all the way through. With that all said, I've decided to play the second track and the first single and video on the album, and the song is called No Stranger to Love.
That was Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi with No Stranger to Love from the album Seventh Star. As we'll move forward to an album released over a year and a half later that I found used for $7.99. And it's the sixth album by NXS entitled Kick, which was originally released on October 12, 1987 and would go on to become their biggest-selling multi-platinum album to date, going on to sell over 6 million copies. If you had MTV in your household at that time, you'd remember that every single video released from this album was played countless times per day between the end of 1987 through 1988, among the likes of bands like Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, and Aerosmith. One of my friends at the time named Tommy was a big fan of NXS and had their previous album, Listen Like Thieves, on cassette. So I was already a little familiar with them by the time Kick was released. We ended up renting the home video entitled Kick the Video Flick at one of our local video stores at the time when it was a new release. Seeing this copy available and it being in really nice shape with only a little bit of a sun-faded title spine I decided to pick it up as I hadn't heard the entire album most likely since those memories I just mentioned from over 30 years ago. The track I've chosen to play is the third single released on March 31st, 1988, and it's the second track on the album, which I figured would sound great when transferred digitally from this vinyl copy. And so, for my old friend Tommy, here's a song called New Sensation.
That was In Excess with New Sensation from the album Kick. And next up is an album from three years earlier. Another album of a few that my brother handed to me out of one of the many dollar used bins we were looking through. I forget the order in which my brother handed me these two records from the dollar used bin, but before we arrived at Princeton Record Exchange, I had told my brother that I really wanted to find and add some more non-hard rock and heavy metal stuff to my vinyl collection, as both dominate my overall music collection as it is. So he handed me copies of Earth, Wind, and Fire's Greatest Hits record from 1978, and Philip Bailey's Chinese Wall, produced by Phil Collins, released sometime in October of 1984 out of one of the dollar-used bins, and suggested I get them. Both of us can remember staying at our grandparents' house sometime in 1985 and seeing the video for Philip Bailey and Phil Collins' duet entitled Easy Lover on MTV multiple times a day. He'd also known that I picked up a European 12-inch single of that song a few years ago. So he figured I'd also appreciate hearing the entire album for only a dollar. I ended up picking up both albums on his suggestion. Out of both albums, I decided to play a track I just mentioned earlier, which would go on to peak at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. Featuring the signature 80s drum sound of Phil Collins from Philip Bailey's third solo album, Chinese Wall, here's the opening theme song for the first WrestleMania in 1985. And the song is called Easy Lover.
That was Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind, and Fire, along with Phil Collins with Easy Lover from the album Chinese Wall. And we're not done with Mr. Collins just yet, as I found used copies of a couple of 80s releases by Genesis as well on this day at Princeton Record Exchange. An original copy of their self-titled album from 1983 for $3.99, and their album, which was originally released on March 28, 1980, Duke, which I found an original used first pressing for only $4.99. Out of both albums, I've decided to play a track from Duke, which I found to be the better of the two albums. And it's the third single, which was released on May 10th, 1980, and would go on to peak at number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. And the song is called Misunderstanding. In my car, I went round 
That was Genesis with Misunderstanding from the album Duke. As we'll shift forward from 1980 to an album which was originally released on October 11th, 1988. And it's the third album from Ministry and their first gold certified album entitled The Land of Rape and Honey. While looking through some of the non-used bins at Princeton Record Exchange, I found a new copy of the Music on Vinyl Limited and Numbered Edition 180-gram orange and gold mixed vinyl pressing that was released on June 21st, 2019, which I'd been saving as a pending item in my Amazon cart for a while, but was less expensive at Princeton Record Exchange as it turned out. So I picked it up and added it to my pile of finds to that point. Taken from my copy, which is number 1,049 out of 1,500 copies pressed, here's the opening track on the album that is one of their most familiar singles released to date. And the song is called Stigmata.
That was Ministry with Stigmata from the album The Land of Rape and Honey. As we'll move forward eight years to an album that was originally released on May 21st, 1996. And it's another album I picked up out of one of the non-used bins at Princeton Record Exchange. And it's the fifth studio album by Soundgarden, Down on the Upside, which I'd find the 2LP 180-gram remastered vinyl set released back on August 26, 2016. Before this point, I had only needed Down on the Upside and the follow-up album after their initial breakup and reformation 14 years later, King Animal. This was also another album that was sitting in my Amazon cart pending purchase for a while, and which I found the price was a little bit lower at Princeton Record Exchange. So it was another easy decision to add this one to my pile of picks for the day. The track I'm going to play opens up side B of this 2LP set, and it's one of my favorites on the album. And the song is called Ty Cobb.
was Soundgarden with Ty Cobb from the album Down on the Upside. As now it's time to head back to more used finds from our visit to Princeton Record Exchange back at the end of February. This next album finally gave my copy of U2's The Joshua Tree, a new neighbor, which also begins their band name with the letter U. It's an original HQ German pressing of UFO's double live album, Strangers in the Night, which was originally released on January 2nd, 1979. A very nice used set with an $11.99 asking price that was well worth the purchase. The track I'm going to play ends side one on this 2LP set, and diehard fans of Iron Maiden will surely recognize this track as it's been their cue to head to the stage during their live concerts for many years. And the song is called Dr. Doctor.
That was UFO with Dr. Doctor from the live album Strangers in the Night. And next up, we head back into another dollar-used find from Princeton Record Exchange. And it's the sixth studio album by Electric Light Orchestra, otherwise known as ELO, which is entitled A New World Record and was originally released on September 11th, 1976. This dollar-used copy I'd find still contained the original merchandise order form sheet, which was a nice surprise given its asking price. Back on episode 9, another random set of 25 songs, the November 2019 edition, I played Ace Fraley's version of the song Do Ya from his third solo project following his departure from Kiss, which was entitled Trouble Walkin' and had turned 30 years old around that time. Since this album features the second original studio version of Do Ya, as it was originally recorded by The Move in 1972, which Jeff Lynne was a member from 1970 to 1972, it was an easy decision as to which song I'd play from this album, given my long-standing fandom of Kiss and Ace Frehley. ELO's version of Do Ya would go on to be much more successful than its original version, released by The Move in 1972, going on to peak at number 24 on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart, compared to peaking at number 93 with the version released by The Move in 1972. Taken from another dollar-used copy, which played through really well and was more than worth the asking price, here is Electric Light Orchestra and their version of Do Ya. Yeah. 
that was the Electric Light Orchestra with Duya from the album A New World Record. As it's time to follow up with yet another dollar used find, which my brother handed to me from one of the bins, as it was still in its original shrink wrap and still had an original hype sticker on the cover. It's the seventh studio album by Styx, The Grand Illusion, which was originally released on July 7th, 1977. Besides my brother saying, come on, it's got the original shrink wrap and hype sticker and it's on the classic white and gold AM Records label as a selling point to convince me to add the album to my picks for the day, I would find when I took the vinyl and sleeve out of the album cover that just as with the dollar used copy of Wings Greatest spun earlier in the show, this album also contained its original poster inside the album cover as noted on the hype sticker. Plus, my longtime friend Andrea Verderame, who's been mentioned on this podcast quite a few times, had been recommending I check out the 70s Styx catalog for a few years. Although, I can still recall being a kid and having some interest in their infamous album from 1983, Kilroy Was Here, because of its album cover, and seeing it either in passing at stores or in Columbia House TV Guide ads at the time not even knowing anything about the song Mr. Roboto until years later. With that all said, here's the second single from their first platinum and multi-platinum album, The Grand Illusion. Driven by the huge popularity of its first single and their second top 10 hit single, Come Sail Away, a follow-up single released in 1978, which would go on to peak at number 29 on Billboard's Top 100 Singles Chart. And the song is called... Fooling Yourself, The Angry Young Man.
That was Sticks with Fooling Yourself, The Angry Young Man, from the album The Grand Illusion. And next up is another used find of the day, a very nice 399 copy of the sixth studio album by Elvis Costello and The Attractions, and Elvis Costello's seventh studio album release at the time, with his debut album, My Aim Is True, having been a solo effort released in July of 1977. The album is entitled Imperial Bedroom, and it was originally released on July 2nd, 1982. Ever since I had picked up the very best of Elvis Costello 2-CD set released in 2001, the song Man Out of Time has been a favorite of mine out of his discography. I had even recorded a couple of alternate cover versions for fun around 2004 and 2005 on my old Fostex 16-track digital recorder, while also giving myself some practice on my lead vocal work, following many years of mostly being a drummer in bands I'd played in up until that point, and as my band Spacebeard was in its earliest stages at the time. Although the song wasn't a huge success in terms of sales and popularity, I feel like it's one of his top five greatest songs in his discography, and lyrically I feel like it's also one of his top five best and most well-written songs of his career at least the stuff that I own and am familiar with. In doing my research for this episode, I also found that some critics and fans feel it's the best song he's ever recorded. So with all that said, from the album Imperial Bedroom, here is the original version of Elvis Costello and the Attractions, Man Out of Time. This is where we came to hide When it ran from you In a private detective overcoat Dirty dead man's shoes The pretty things of Knightsbridge Lying for a minister of state a far cry from the night and when here at Tracer's Gate Cause the high Healy used to be has been ground down and it listens for the footsteps that would follow Just 
Elvis Costello and the Attractions with Man Out of Time from the album Imperial Bedroom. And next up, we're going to move forward from 1982 to 1993. And the last of the non-used albums I picked up at Princeton Record Exchange at the end of February that I'm going to feature on today's episode. It's the third studio album by Primus entitled Pork Soda, which was originally released on April 20th, 1993. Back on November 16, 2018, a 2LP 180-gram vinyl set was reissued and had been on my never-ending list of albums I wanted to add at some point. 
Once again, Princeton Record Exchange had a cheaper asking price than Amazon and a few other online retailers for a brand new copy. So I picked it up as one of my last finds of the day. The track I'm going to play is not going to surprise anyone who's a fan of Primus or may know about them as a casual fan, but I've got a good reason for wanting to play it, as from an old drummer's standpoint, it's one of my favorite drumming productions of the 90s and overall ever produced. And rather than introduce this song myself, I'll just have this audio clip introduce the next song for me. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Mud. <laughs> and remember, Mud spelled backwards is dumb.
That was Primus with My Name is Mud from the album Pork Soda. As now it's time to rewind back from 1993 to 1981 with another dollar-used find from our visit to Princeton Record Exchange. And it's an album that I needed a better copy of to begin with, as another used copy I'd picked up at another random store in New Jersey a handful of years ago for a dollar turned out to have a few skipping issues. It's Freeze Frame by the Jay Giles Band, which was originally released on October 26, 1981. And since I happen to be celebrating my 44th birthday at this moment, this next track is definitely appropriate for this episode. For my sixth birthday in 1982, I would end up receiving a few 45 singles from my brother Vincent. One of them was Centerfold, backed with Rage in the Cage, which I can still vividly recall playing front to back pretty often on my Fisher-Price turntable. After I had been gifted that 45 single, I would often see the Freeze Frame album advertised in Columbia House ads in TV Guide, and was intrigued by the album cover at such a young age, which made me want to own a copy of it at the time. It would take over 35 years and two copies later for that to happen, but here we are. In addition to finding this much better copy of Freeze Frame, which doesn't skip for a dollar, I also found and picked up their previous album, Love Stinks, from 1980, also only for a dollar. So with all of that in mind, here is the Jay Giles Band with their first top 10 and their first and only number one hit single on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. And the song is called Centerfold. Turn away. 
That was the Jay Giles Band with Centerfold from the album Freeze Frame. And next up is going to be the second to last dollar used find that I'm going to feature on this episode from our visit to Princeton Record Exchange. As I mentioned earlier with Wings Greatest, this is another one of those albums which reminds me of being a little kid in the back seat of my parents' car and being stuck in some kind of traffic heading to one of our relatives' houses as it was played a lot in our car for a while. I'd also mentioned earlier that I had expressed to my brother that I wanted to add more non-hard rock and heavy metal titles to my vinyl collection so I could experience some other genres on vinyl that I've never have before or haven't heard on vinyl since they were played in my parents' house way back when. And it's an album that was originally released on April 7th, 1981, and in which its second single, released on July 10th, 1981, would peak at number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. It's also a song which would come back in the early 90s in a different variation and go on to become an even bigger hit for another artist. In the early 2000s, this artist would even further cross over into pop culture thanks to a hit comedy series. Can you guess which artist, album, and song I'm talking about yet? If not, then here we go. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. 
I want to talk. Pass the joint. I was born a city they call Buffalo. Zero degrees below. It's too damn cold and funky. Mama Ray, the only numbers racket. With eight kids and no father. She said she couldn't hack it. On the east side, where I started stringing. On the corners hanging. Out with all the hula. Pass the joint. Now the love that I find in the strip dirt. Ain't no love for brothers Pass the joint Pass the joint I think I wanna talk About the place I was born I was torn I said pass the joint Give me one more hit I ain't finished with it I got some more shame Now the players Hanging around the main strip Acting like they own the trip If they had my cash They could be hit Strange The gossip is so tragic All my women laugh at it. Love, I got my good friends there. They really keep me dancing, keep me really laughing. In the country, me, my dog, and horses hanging out with my family, talking about stone shirting. Say, Pastor, I think I'm gonna talk about the place I was born. I was torn. Say, Pastor, need me one more hit. I ain't finished with it. Need to talk so that I was born. Got to talk. I wish they wouldn't be so torn. I wanna talk so that I was bred. Need to talk. I'm sure that that has led me to my fame. I was born a city they go Buffalo. Zero degrees below. It's too damn cool and funky. I think I wanna talk about it. Pass the joint. Did you guess correctly? That was Rick James with Super Freak and a little bonus jam that I could not resist adding right at the very end entitled Below the Funk, Past the J, since its tempo matched Super Freak and I knew would make for a nice surprise DJ-style transition for this episode. And next up is the most expensive used find out of the entire day at Princeton Record Exchange. Priced at $22.99, and only showing a few minor flaws on the album cover, the next album I'm going to feature is Congratulations by MGMT, which was originally released on April 13th, 2010. This copy I found in one of the used bins turned out to be a Record Store Day limited edition 2LP 180-gram vinyl pressing limited to 4,000 copies and was missing the original shrink wrap and hype sticker which was released on April 19, 2014. Sometime around 10 years ago, Andrea Verderame recommended I check this album out, as he commented that it was much different than anything I'd heard previously from them on the radio. So based on his recommendation, I had to listen to the album and agreed with him that it was a great record. So I picked up the original CD soon after. From that point and up until now, 
My favorite track on the album is the 12-minute-plus song entitled Siberian Breaks. There had been a special Record Store Day single-sided etched 12-inch single released for Siberian Breaks on April 17, 2010 that I previously had interest in adding. However, this turned out to be a really great purchase, and this album sounds great on vinyl all the way through. So, with all of that in mind, sit back and relax for the next 12 minutes plus with MGMT and with my favorite track from the album, Congratulations. And the song is called Siberian Breaks.
That was MGMT with Siberian Breaks from the album Congratulations. And next up is going to be the last song of today's episode and the last dollar used find to be featured as well. It's City to City, the second solo album released on January 20th, 1978 by Jerry Rafferty. I could still remember being at one of my first real deal jobs at Viacom International in 1999 and listening to K-Rock Radio at my desk and hearing the Foo Fighters cover version of Baker Street for the first time and not realizing it was a cover song until it was mentioned at the end of the song. Then hearing it repeatedly over the course of a few more days after that first time as K-Rock played their cover version a lot in their rotation for a while in 99 and likely into 2000. Then I realized the original version was one of those songs that was played often in my house when I was only three or four years old, and I can even recall it playing at some point during the Christmas season and while I was playing in front of our Christmas tree while my mom was with one of her friends talking in our kitchen. I've had the Foo Fighters version for years on CD and on vinyl, thanks to its inclusion on the limited press of Medium Rare from Record Store Day 2011, and a digital download of the original version for years as well. I'd occasionally see this album used at various stores, but the condition was always pretty terrible in terms of the vinyl. This copy is probably the best one I've seen out of any over the last few years, but I still feel like I could find a better copy overall to eventually replace this one. A little insider baseball for those listening, I was able to remove a few loud audible pops in this final track, thanks to being able to isolate and delete them in Audacity. While I can't remove every single audio flaw, the ones that were removed definitely had to go in order to be on this episode. So, without any further ado, here is the second single released from Jerry Rafferty's only number one album on the Billboard Top 200 Albums chart, and is his only top ten single, which peaked at number two, on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. And the song is called Baker Street.
Jerry Rafferty with Baker Street from the album City to City, which is an album I hadn't heard in its entirety up until purchasing this $1 used copy and found to be a great listen. I also didn't realize it had a few more top 40 hits on the album, too. The rest of the albums that I picked up at Princeton Record Exchange at the end of February that were not played or previously mentioned throughout the episode are Rod Stewart's Never a Dull Moment, and A Night on the Town, both $1 used finds my brother handed to me in recommending that I should check out, Talus, Live Speed on Ice for $4.99 to join my used copy of Sink Your Teeth Into That, 
which I found a handful of years ago at another random store in New Jersey. Pete Townsend's All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes for $2.99. Steely Dan's Asia for $5.99 to replace another $5.99 used copy I picked up a handful of years ago at another random record store in New Jersey that had some skipping issues. The Eagles Greatest Hits Volume 2, which I needed to join my used copy of Volume 1 that I picked up a handful of years ago at Princeton Record Exchange. Robin Williams, Reality, What a Concept, the only spoken word album I picked up, and which was the final $1 used find out of the batch of 31 records picked up. And finally, the last album I picked up from the used bin was a copy of Pink Floyd, The Wall, with an asking price of $14.99, which I mainly purchased for the condition of the inner vinyl sleeves and the vinyl itself, as my original Columbia Records copy that was gifted to me by my father for my 12th birthday in 1988 does unfortunately have a couple of skipping issues. So this turned out to be a nice replacement set, mostly for the vinyl itself, which all played through without any issues other than a few little pops here and there. It was definitely another great visit of many that my brother Vincent and I have had over the last five years when we've made this an annual thing following tax refund season. And that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the I Am Vinyl podcast, which I hope you all enjoyed. And as always, I encourage you all to please check out our other shows here at cnjradio.com. The Wrestling House Show, Rock Strikes 10, The Synaptic Empire, Talking Rock, and The Last Theater. So until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to the I Am Vinyl podcast, and we'll see you next time for our next episode right here at cnjradio.com.